This is Kenyon Phillips, and you're listening to Be Here Tomorrow. <laughs> that was that was some fucking bullshit VO voice. Okay, this is my real voice. This is Kenyon Phillips, and you're listening to Be Here Tomorrow, a podcast dedicated to finding reasons to live. Tonight, when I was giving my three-and-a-half-year-old son a bath, I received this incredible insight into the human condition. He likes to take what he calls a color bath, where we put these drops into the bath water. They're like colored Alka-Seltzers, and they make the bath water blue or red or whatever. So I went in, and I drew the bath, and I plopped a blue color drop in and my son came into the bathroom saw that I had dropped the color drop in and had a fucking shit fit where he was screaming and crying and he insisted that I drain the bath and refill it with clear water so that he could drop the thing in it didn't matter to him Whether I added the color drop or he added the color drop, it was going to be the same result. He didn't care. He needed to be in control. And as I'm wondering how the fuck he could get so intense about this, I had this realization. Wow, he's addicted to control and I'm exactly the same way. I am addicted to control in so many ways. I am such a control freak. I have to exercise for at least an hour and a half, six days a week. And I do that because I know it's good for me, but I also, I think, do it to control the way my body looks. Diet goes right along with that. I've been intermittent fasting now for the past three years, maybe even longer. Every single day, I make myself a green juice and a protein shake. And I have to, have to, have to have those every single day just like I have to exercise and only eat during this eight hour period every single day work work is is a control trip for me in many ways I've heard it said that our character defects are what employ us and I think in my case especially the work I do around writing and editing it's about control it's like being hyper hyper vigilant and micromanaging So much of the work I do as an editor, as a copy director, is taking other people's words and elevating them, which, you know, is is a form of control. And boy, do I get pissed off when a client comes back to me and says, well, I don't I don't really like it. I liked it more the way I originally had it. Can you can you go back there? I don't necessarily think what you did is uh, authentic to my voice. And I just, oh, I have this like inner eye roll. And I'm like, how dare you question my authority? But not only the work itself do I have this control issue around it. It's the whole idea of making money and how much can I work? How much money can I make? The more I make, the more in control I feel. And the irony is the more I work... And the more money I make, the less control I have over my life because the more control I'm giving to my clients who effectively own me when I'm employed by them. My appearance is another outlet for my addiction to control. I mentioned diet and exercise already, but I have this whole routine, this really intense grooming ritual, which I've practiced, Jesus, for like the last 30 years 
plus years where, you know, I have to shave my chest and I have to like trim my pubic hair. I can't let it get too long. Even my arm hair and my and my leg hair, it, you know, has to be trimmed. Can't get past a certain length. I have to shave my head every day, sometimes twice a day and keep it really regulated. Oh, my facial hair is like in these intense designs. I'll take a, a tweezer out to shape my mustache a tweezer and then there are all the tattoos I've gotten and will probably continue to get and piercings not that I have a lot of them you know, I just really have pierced ears but I, I have two pierces in my left ear and you know again it's body modification it's control clothing styling I am so specific about the cut of my pants or you know, the way my tops have to be uh, oversized and the shoes I wear and the boots and the hats. I can't just wear any trucker hat. It has to be a certain height and, it, and the brim has to be a certain way. Everything is really fucking specific, which is another way of saying everything has to be highly controlled. Being an artist, it, 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 being a creative person, I think in a way stemmed from a desire to control. I didn't like the way my world was. So I set about changing it through the creative process. Um, writing, performance, acting, music. You know, I wanted to recreate the world in, not necessarily in my image, but certainly the way I wanted it to be. Or within the context of relationships. There was a period of time where I would become sexually involved with somebody and the moment they were kind to me or showed any interest in me, I would dump them. And I think that was a control move. That was a power play. If I leave before you can hurt me or disappoint me, then I win. Another way I, I manifested this sort of control addiction was by never trying drugs or alcohol in my entire life. I couldn't bear, and I still cannot bear, the idea of being out of control, of being high or drunk, intoxicated with an altered consciousness that freaks me out because I'm not in control. And it's really funny, if you look at my track record of virtually anyone I've been involved with romantically, they're all addicts for the most part. And isn't there an element to that where an addict is easy to control when they're fucked up? I'm sure that plays into it for me. And finally, I suffer from suicidal ideation. And what greater bid for control is there, in a sense, than suicidal ideation? Contemplating killing myself. I mean, that's maybe the ultimate power play. For me, there's a relationship between control and shame. Melody Beattie in The Language of Letting Go says shame is a spell others put on us to control us. And she goes on to say shame is a spell many of us have learned to put on ourselves. And so within this context, what is shame? According to Beattie, it's an overwhelming negative sense that who we are isn't okay. So what causes me to feel shame? when I have a problem, when someone I love has a problem, when I make mistakes, or when I'm vulnerable enough to show myself to someone else. There can be a sort of hangover of shame 
I think, to be honest, I feel ashamed just for being a lot of the time. And what may be the most insidious aspect of my sense of shame is that I feel shame when things are good, (laughs) when I succeed, when I do well, when I have fun, when I feel happy. And, you know, I often ask myself, would I rather be right or happy? And there's an implicit dichotomy there, according to which being happy, you know, is somehow wrong. And, and that's just not true. Being happy is not the same thing as being wrong. I don't have to be wrong to be happy. It just so happens that I grew up in a home with a mother who was addicted to, she was addicted to control and still is in many ways, but also to being unhappy, to complaining to being negative. By example, I learned that it was somehow wrong to be happy. And being right was was about not being happy. Better to be in control, right? So what is the antidote for all of this? I guess it's pretty simple. I guess it's to let go. Which is another way of saying that I need to trust. To trust that I'm enough. Kind of like a trust fall. (laughs) (laughs) Where you lean back and you trust that whoever's behind you is going to catch you. Trusting that I'm going to be okay without having to control every single little thing. Even when I'm doing these fucking podcasts, I mean, you wouldn't believe the level of detail in in the editing process. You know, I, I take out breaths or lip smacking sounds that I don't like. These are heavily edited. Heavily, heavily, heavily. It takes hours and is that really necessary do you all really care probably not so again can i let go can i trust that i'm enough that i'm okay as i am if i can let go moment to moment hour by hour day by day then i can be here tomorrow I'm Kenyon Phillips, and I want to thank you for listening to Be Here Tomorrow. If you're feeling it, definitely subscribe and share on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, SoundCloud. Fuck, I mean, it's everywhere. It's on all those platforms. And if you want to find out more about me and read things that I've written and listen to things that I've recorded that aren't podcasts... Go to thekenyonphillips.com. Finally, please, if you have strong feelings about something I've said or haven't said, DM me on Instagram at thekenyonphillips. And in the meantime, I'll be here tomorrow.